Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project with you. My special guest for today is Madeline Safar, who is Miss Teen Galaxy Australia. Madeline, how are you? I am doing very well, Adrian. How are you? I'm doing very well. Now, first questions first. Do you go by Madeline or Maddie? Or are you Maddie normally and Madeline when you're in trouble with your parents? That is correct. I'm normally Maddie when I'm in trouble or a serious situation. It's normally Madeline from my parents. You get the whole Madeline Safar or you just Madeline? Exactly. Nope, okay. the full name, Madeline Safar. <laughs> it's good to know something's never changed with parents, yeah. right? Um, so we'll go with Maddie because you're not in trouble yet. Uh, now, Maddie and I are both located in Sydney and it's been pretty wet uh, well, it's been absolutely pouring today. Maddie, what have you been up to today? I saw that you're 17, so I imagine, are you finishing up high school? Uh, yeah, so I'm currently in my last year of high school, so I'm studying for my um, HSE this year. So just been studying, that's what these two holidays are. Just going to study and hopefully, because once I get back to school, I then have my HSE trials that I need to do before I go international. Right. Okay. So when are the, remind me, when's the HSE? And for people watching overseas, if you don't know what that is, that's higher school certificate, which is the last exam that uh, high schoolers have to take before they venture into the big bad world. When is the HSE for you? So um, my actual HSE exams start um, at the end of August, but mm -hmm. I have my HSE trials at the beginning of August. So how are you going squeezing everything in? Because you have a little thing called Galaxy International in Texas at yes. the beginning of August. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very well at managing my time because I have had a crazy um, schedule with between dancing, between pageants and everything. So I tend to balance it out, which is really good. So I have my days for my studying, my days for my dancing, and then my days for my pageant as well. So these two holidays are solely just based on studying for school and um, pageant as well. So that's my focus for these two weeks. Doesn't sound like there's a lot of free time in there. <laughs> I, I try I try to vary. So like studying like during the day, doing pageant stuff during the day and then maybe at night hanging out with my friends, having a little social time, just balancing everything in one. Sounds good. Sounds like you're managing. Um, Maddie, let's go to your pageant history. Let's start off with that. Um, so for people who aren't familiar with your pageant history, I know this isn't your first pageant, how did you get involved in the crazy world of pageantry? Well, I first um, did my first pageant, Australia's Teen Queen, which was back in eight, 2018. Um, one of my friends actually competed in Australia's Teen Queen and after she finished, she actually told me about it and she was like, hey, I did this pageant. I think you'd be great at it. Just give it a try, see how it goes. You might like it, you might not. And I was like, you know what? Why not try something new? Um, and then I did it when I was 13 and then I came out with wow. the title of Australia's Teen Queen. And ever since then, I like fell in love with pageants and I like never wanted to stop. Does 13 feel like forever ago for you? I know you're only 17 now, but 13 to 17, that's a big jump. Yeah, it, it really does. It feels like I, like I was like in 
I think I was like in year eight back then. Like it was ages ago. And even though it doesn't sound that long ago, for me, it feels so long ago going from Australia's Teen Queen to now Miss Teen Galaxy Australia. It's crazy. Yeah, I think um, you can probably consider yourself a pageant veteran already. Um, what was it about pageantry that got you hooked? I ask everyone this, everyone who's caught the pageant bug. For some people, it's a competition. For some people, it's the gowns. For some people, as you have on your head, the lovely sparkle. What was it that uh, got you hooked? Um, I guess it was a bit of everything, but mostly because I've grown up like um, doing competitions um, in like dancing solos and everything, but definitely like the gowns. I just love the like face of makeup, the um, ball gowns. And originally that's just what I thought it was until I did my research and I learned that it came with so much more. It came with charity and um, doing appearances, which is what also drew me in as well, because I absolutely love charity. I've, I think I've raised over $6,000 for charity wow. in my pageant journey. So mm -hmm. I absolutely love doing that. And I love doing volunteer work. I volunteer every single year, which is one of my absolutely favorite things to do. And yeah, just the appearances and being able to get out um, into the community and talk about my pageant journey, talking about um, community work and just mm -hmm. being involved with my community. I mean, you've said you've raised over $6,000. That's amazing. Um, can you give us an idea as to the sort of appearances that you've done, the sort of charity work you've done? Have there been any ones that have really stood out in your memory? Um, yeah, so every year I always donate Christmas presents to the Children's Hospital. So that's definitely a standout and one that I love doing every single year. And I also um, volunteer at St. Vincent de Paul, my, um, my local one, um, doing their Christmas um, charities. So they have um, their Christmas present appeal where we wrap Christmas presents and then um, we have people come in and pick them up for their families and for their children. Um, and then we also have the Christmas Eve um, dinner, which we do a sausage sizzle um, and we just have people come in with their families and just give them food. And I absolutely love it. And I do it every single year. Those people watching from the UK, because I can tell you, Maddie, there's going to be a bunch of your sister queens watching from all over the world, um, live or live or later on. Can you define for them what a sausage sizzle is? <laughs> a sausage sizzle, definitely very, very Aussie. And we love mm -hmm. our sun Sunday barbecues. Um, just a sausage with some good barbecue sauce or tomato sauce on like bread with some like shredded cheese and it's great best thing ever i love my sausage sizzles you go shredded cheese you're fancy if it's a, if it's real yeah. sausage sizzle it's just cheap it's not even nice sausage it's normally a cheap sausage and a, a cheap piece of bread with really cheap sauce and the cheaper yeah. the better you're are you a bit of a foodie are you putting your fancy shredded cheese on top oh yeah i'm i'm very much of a foodie i love my food i'm not very fussy when it comes to food i'll literally mm -hmm. just like see anything and just like eat it but I love my sausage sizzles. I have them every week at dancing because they have a barbecue. So I have sausage sizzles and then they have bacon and eggs as well. It's great. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, let me let me ask you about dancing because um, the, the one question I always love to ask dancers is um, you, I mean, I've looked at, I stalked your Instagram. You obviously have done, how many years of dancing just roughly have you done? Oh, about 14 years. 
14, 15. And you're 17 years old. So you started when you were two or three. Okay. So basically all your life. So here's a question, but here's a question on everyone's lips. How challenging do you find opening number? Well, not challenging at all because I have I have a dancing background. So it's just yeah. for me, it's just learning choreography, perfecting the choreography. The most challenging part would probably be doing it in heels. That's that's <laughs> something that I did find challenging when I was doing um a Shelly's Teen Queen when we had our opening number and we had to do it in heels. I was like, Well, I've never danced in heels before. So that was probably the challenging part. And um, it's still challenging at times because I don't really dance in heels. It's normally just my normal dance shoes. But that's probably the most challenging part. But other than that, the I love opening number. Um, It's just, it gives me an opportunity to just let all my nerves go and just dance it out. Can you, I, I am not a dancer, okay? Can you, and I ask dancers this all the time, can you describe to me, and I know this is very, very difficult, but can you describe to me what dance means to you or the feeling that you get when you pull off a dance number and everything was just perfect? Is it possible to describe that? It is because it's the best feeling in the world, just being up on stage, being able to perform in front of hundreds of people. And for me, I love dancing so much because it gives me an opportunity to express my feelings without talking and just like through movements and through music just putting movements to music and just being able to tell a story because that's what dance is you need to be able to tell a story Mm -hmm. because you have an audience sitting in front of you and that they need to be able to feel something so that's that's the thing that I love about dancing is just being able to make an audience feel something and just being able to tell my story through my movements and how much work goes into it? Because I have some experience working with gymnasts and I got to think that you dancers put in about the same number of hours, which is a crazy amount. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I dance five days a week. So I'm very, I'm very dance orientated. Um, and it is, it's hard work. Um, definitely will not deny that. And it has been very hard for years. But it's what I love and I'm a hard worker and that's what I love to do. So I'm willing to put the hard work in. At your age, does it hurt at all? I mean, at your age, you're basically invincible. But when you're training five days a week, do you come home and things hurt a bit or you're all good, have the sausage sizzle and bacon and eggs and you're all good to go again? <laughs> no, no. It, dancing dancing is painful because um, obviously your body does go through a lot of stress and being and dancing that much and putting that much mm. pressure on your body. It does, um, it does take a toll on your body. So sometimes you do need that time to relax. So I do have a balance of relaxing once I come home from dancing and just making sure that I do take care of myself because that's the most important thing. And looking past the HSE, so looking past the end of this year, once you're done, do you have plans to go further with your dancing or will you sort of let that take a bit of a backseat and go into something else? No, so I currently do have um, a plan. I'm actually going to be studying an advanced diploma in performing arts. So I'll do dance, drama and music um, Mm -hmm. at a full-time studio called 85 International, just um, at Strathfield. So I will study that course for two years and I will come out of that with an advanced diploma in performing arts. And that goes, that's basically like school days, like eight 
8am till 3pm. And then after that, I'll have um, a job of teaching dance and as well as another job, like probably retail or something like that. Do you have any sort of dream job you'd like as a dancer or as a performer? Do you envision yourself maybe going overseas? I don't know, Broadway, Hollywood, something like that? Yeah, um, I have many like top goals that I really mm -hmm. want to achieve. Definitely getting like a overseas contract on a cruise ship um, somewhere, international, Greece, Europe, around yeah. around there um, that'd be terrible maddie forced to go on a cruise ship around the greek islands i mean like first off i'm like oh my god secondly i'm just thinking mamma mia but continue um, <laughs> um then probably maybe a performer at disneyland maybe at paris um in orlando um something something around there um another one would definitely be booking a um a musical theater contract um in a musical that that's definitely number one becoming a lead role and having 18 yeah. months of like touring and doing shows on Broadway. So it, mostly around the performing arts of dance, drama and music as well. Yeah. Have you always been creative? I mean, you sound like you, you love the whole creative side, the performing side. Has it been as, as long as you remember, you've loved that thing, loved that side? Yeah, a hundred percent. I definitely think that I am a creative person and that is because of my dance background. And just for me, it's just a lot easier just learning things in a creative way, like through drawing or yeah, it's just easier for me. Yeah. So let me then flip it. And as a creative person, let me ask you, what are some of the things that you've struggled to learn? Because the stereotype goes, right, if you're creative, drawing, all that sort of thing, then the stereotype is you must struggle with maths or science. So has that been the case for, okay, I can see you. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I will say math and science is not my strongest at all. And I attend a performing arts school. So that's what I do. I do my dance, my drama, my music. So all everything that I do on a daily basis is creative and has absolutely yeah. nothing to do with math or science. So is there even a single maths book at your high school anywhere or would that be like banned immediately? Um, no, there, there are math books um, in the math right. room. I just, I just don't open them and read them. <laughs> You guys have a math room. It sounds like yeah. you're trying to hide it away. This is this is the unspoken room we don't talk about. Go to the math room. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, when it comes to your prep for, I don't know how. Far, hang on, let me look at the date. I'm leaving on That's the. Forward. You guys are leaving. Yeah, you guys are leaving on the first of August or, or somewhere yeah, around that, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're pretty close to the big day. I'm going to assume that you've started doing some preparation or more than started doing some preparation. So what's the lead up to you? I mean, give us a clue as to what the lead up was for you, like up to Australia Galaxy, I guess, first, and what it's been like since you won your title and the prep going up to internationals. So the lead up for nationals was um, I was definitely focusing on my charity work and my appearances. So my appearances involved doing um, like St. St. Vincent de Paul, as well as um, raising money for Make-A-Wish Foundation, which was Australia Galaxy's um, chosen um, foundation. And so I raised, I think it was, I raised nearly $4,000 for Make-A-Wish, wow. which was mm -hmm. great. Um, 
And then, yeah, just my appearances of I donated um, Christmas presents. I donated, I went and did, um, yeah, lots of, lots of charity work involving children, which I absolutely loved. And then I also had a lot, a lot of prep in because we did have the COVID year and it was, I think it was maybe yeah. a, a two year break, a year and a bit. Um, so definitely I felt a little bit, um, all over the place, not really yeah, sure which way was place. up. Yeah. yeah, because because we had that break from when I did Miss Teen Galaxy back in 2020 and now um, coming into it again and I took a break from, from pageants because yeah. of COVID. So I felt a little bit out of place. So I went into the studio and I had um, coaching with um, Australia Galaxy Pageants director, Shakai, mm-hmm. and um, did you know, my walking, I did lots of interview prep um, and just practiced in my ball gowns and my other outfits that uh, that I needed to practice in. Uh, now, I'm going to assume it's a bunch of your schoolmates watching because there's a whole bunch of people watching, but they're not saying anything. So, guys, if you're out there and you're watching, I can see you. I can hear you breathing. <laughs> Put something in the comments as either as a message of support or if you have a question for Maddie, I'm sure she'll be able to answer them. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, and the harder the better, right? Uh, I want to ask you as someone, obviously you're about to finish school now and we had a small thing, the world had a small thing called the COVID pandemic. As someone who had to go through probably the toughest years of school during the toughest time the world has probably ever had to go through and God willing, the toughest time it ever will go through, what can you describe as a young person going through your teens, what was that like? It was very difficult and I will not sugarcoat that like it was. The first lockdown I actually liked because I was in year 10 and I enjoyed mm-hmm. being at home. It was it was weird because it was the yeah. first one. We had no idea what was going on and I was staying at home, doing my work at home, you know, mm-hmm. easy access to the TV. It's like everything. Yeah. But then when it came to me being in my year 11 year, um, it was very difficult because obviously that was um, my senior my senior years and I was transitioning into um, doing my HSC and it was definitely very difficult for us teenagers because we didn't really have a social life anymore. We were yeah. just talking to our friends through a phone. We didn't have that communication and we lost that communication with with each other and it definitely was very difficult and I think many people including me and I know my friends we did struggle with it a little bit because we struggled mm-hmm. with school because we didn't have a teacher in front of us teaching us it was through through a yeah. screen through zoom um and just because we lost that communication with each other and we weren't able to communicate anymore I, I gotta ask how how can you learn dance through Zoom? I mean, I'm a tennis coach. I can't imagine how I would be able to teach someone through Zoom. I, be, I could tell you hit the ball harder or faster, but to demonstrate, and I got to think like dance is the same. Like you need to know exactly where your body is, what needs to be corrected. Is it possible really to do that through Zoom? It is possible, but it definitely was very difficult doing dance for like nearly half a year. Um, through Mm -hmm. Zoom and I will say that because of 
um, COVID and because we were doing lessons through Zoom, I definitely did lose my love for dance. Like, because we just, I wasn't motivated because I didn't have the people Mm. around me and the community that I normally have when I go into a dance studio and my studio teachers motivating me to get into class and to, you know, it's a, it's a totally different feel just dancing in a studio compared to dancing in your living room. So I didn't slightly lose my love for dance when it came to that. And that was a terrible feeling that I've never felt before, but it was definitely hard learning through a screen because you had like, delays because it either yeah. it was on your side or it was on the teacher's yeah. side and like everyone was just like all over the place some people were like eight counts in front some were eight counts behind and that even goes with the teacher so it was very difficult um doing zoom but i did do it for the whole of lockdown i kept pushing through and once we got told that we can go go back into the studio it was the best news that i ever heard you cry when the first time you got to go back to the studio? I mean, I would have. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all did. It, even, like, going back into the studio, even though we had, like, restrictions of, like, a cap mm-hmm. number of how many people we could have yeah. and we needed to be, you know, we had the temperature checks and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was definitely a change and, like, a transition that we needed to get used to, but that's what we needed to do in order to stay in a studio to be able to dance, but we were all ecstatic and we were so excited just being able to dance together in a studio. Yeah. Now, as you well know, but maybe people watching overseas don't, we had a lot of restrictions come and go. We had the first lockdown. I don't even remember, Maddie, how many lockdowns we had. Then we had the second. I think we had at least three lockdowns because we had the original one, then we had Delta, then we had the Delta one was really hard for me because I thought we were all done and dusted with COVID and then we back back into lockdown. Then there was the Omicron uh, lockdown. Do you feel that in school that it was communicated to you guys, okay, we're going to come back on this date unless this happens like did you feel like you guys knew what was happening or did you kind of just feel like out of the loop and we have no idea when we're going to get be able to go back into the studio or not um I feel like we I did feel a little bit out of the loop because Mm. in dancing we were like the performing arts creative industry so we were probably like the last ones to be thought about um Mm. So that was that was very difficult trying to go, okay, when are we going back into the studio? They're starting to open things up, you know, like recreation, like swimming and all that, they could go back yeah. and we're like, how about us? Can we can we go back to dancing in a studio? So I did feel a little bit out of the loop, but when it came to school, um, we had like our set schedules of like um we had to separate from grade from different grades. So year 11 had to be in one area where everybody oh, wow. else had to be in another. Yeah. And we had to take two tests on a weekly basis as we were coming in. But um, yeah, so that, that, that was definitely a transition and a change mm-hmm. just like how it was for dancing. But um, yeah, sort of a little bit out of the loop because um, I think just with school we were just like going along with whatever was said like yeah. if we needed to be here we just were like okay well that's how it is and that's what we need to deal with yeah when you got back into the studio for the first time i mean because as you said you, you practice you're, you're working out practicing rehearsing five days a week 
did you feel like you'd lost a step? Like, was it difficult to get back into it? Maybe things weren't quite as fluid as they were before? Or was it pretty much within a couple of days, couple of weeks, you were back into the swing of things fully? Oh, no, um, definitely. We, I think we all felt a little bit out of place because we've just had mm. about like, what, uh, five months, six months, like out of the studio yeah. and we've been dancing in our living room. And obviously like the space between a living room and a dance studio isn't the same. So when mm. we were dancing in our living room, we weren't going like a hundred percent. I know that I wasn't going a hundred percent because we had to be careful of what was around us and just yeah. like the motivation wasn't really there anymore. So it definitely was difficult. Like my cardio, my stamina, everything was definitely down and I had to build that um, all the way up as I was mm. continuing to go back into the studio. So that did take a little bit of time, but eventually I got there in preparation for concert. So, yeah. Perfect. Now I'll just cycle back to the comments. So I don't know if you know, well, I imagining, you know, one of these people, but Anna here has said, you go girl. Um, and then Carl, well, I mean, he has the same last name as you, so yeah, that's, that's was, my dad. Yeah, of course, he must be watching in the in the living room or something. Now he's asked, "Do you believe you can go all the way to Miss Universe?" I will say, you want to concentrate on one pageant at a time. But on that note, we we've got um, International Galaxy coming up. So, do you have any expectations of yourself as to how far you can go? Or is it the is it more a case of you have so many things going on, you're just going to go over there, do your best, have a good time? Um, no, I definitely feel that I can go all the way. Like I am I'm very confident in my pageant ability because I have mm -hmm. I do have that performance background and when I get up get up on stage, I'm like a whole different person. Um and I definitely do feel like I can go all the way. Obviously, my focus is on internationals and going in mm -hmm. there, definitely doing my best, working my hardest in preparations. Um, but after Galaxy, who knows? It might be Miss World and hopefully Miss Universe one day. That's that's the end goal is Miss Universe, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you love being on stage. A lot of girls are petrified of being on stage. You probably don't suffer from that because you love being on stage. So is there any part of the pageant that you find difficult or what's the most challenging part of the pageant for you? Because I'm assuming it's not the on stage stuff. Um, the most challenging is definitely interview. I've had um, like my when I was doing Australia's Teen Queen 2018 that obviously because I was very new to pageants I had absolutely no idea what was going on and that was definitely nerve-wracking and then going into Miss Teen Galaxy in 2020 that was still nerve-wracking but I knew what I needed to focus on and I knew what I needed to work on and I mm -hmm. did that in preparation for um for Galaxy um this year and I walked out of my interview this year very happy very proud of how I went because I put in the hard work I made sure yeah. that um I knew what needed to be worked on and I will continue to do that now with um internationals yeah do your school friends understand pageantry do you talk about it at all or do you not mention it are you somewhere in between um 
I do talk about it sometimes, like if they ask me about it and they ask me how everything's going with like preparing, um, I 100% talk to them about it and tell them. Um, I don't think everybody understands what pageant pageantry really is because I think that they've seen like, you know, like Miss Congeniality or like um, (laughs) toddlers and tiaras and that's like the image that they get. Um, and so it sort of takes a little bit of explaining to tell them exactly what pageants are about, that it's not just all, you know, a face of makeup and pretty ball gowns. Like there's so much more that goes into it, the preparation, the charity work, the community work, obviously getting up on stage and the interview portion to it as well. And if one of your friends comes up to you and is thinking about doing pageantry, I don't know if this has happened in real life, real life, and wants to know what's the best thing you got out of pageantry, Maddie, what would you say? What's the best part of pageantry for you? I would definitely say the skills that I have learned from pageantry. Like I have learned a lot about myself and my confidence has grown immensely from mm-hmm. where I was in 2018 when I was 13 to like now even back in 2020 like the way that I matured and I feel personally it was a good break for me back in 2020 because I didn't really I wasn't that mature and I didn't really understand the importance of holding a national title going over um, mm-hmm. internationally to compete but I took that break and I had my preparation more and I was, I now am a lot more mature than what I was two years ago and I understand how important this title is and how important it is to get out within the community and I feel like the community work is definitely one of my favourite things to do um, and, you know, the sparkly tiara and the sash is just a bonus to it as well which I love as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, when uh, Team Australia hits Texas in about a month's time, you're probably all going to bring something that's Australian to give to the other girls. What are you going to be bringing over? Oh, that that's a good question. Um, definitely something Australian. We have our plans for our little okay. pyjama party. So um, all will be revealed when we, um, when we attend, but definitely Vegemite or something Australian that we all love. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was going to ask you for your opinion on Vegemite, but I think you've already said it. So you're in favour. You're strongly in the pro-Vegemite camp, I'm taking it. Well, I'm, I like <laughs> Vegemite. I don't not okay. like Vegemite. I'm more a Nutella girl. I love my Nutella. Okay. But yeah. um, I, I wouldn't say that I don't like Vegemite, but I wouldn't say that it's my favorite. Okay. I'm like sort of All like right. in the middle of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, how many of Team Australia are Vegemite fanatics? Do you know? I know I know Alicia Van Schoonhoven very well, and she is like Vegemite mad. She, she, just, she would eat it out of the jar straight. How, the rest of Team Australia, where are they on this whole Vegemite question? I actually don't know that. That's a good question that I don't know. So I might find mm. that out, but I'm well, not sure. I know I know Alicia is a Vegemite. Yeah, I know. I know that. Um, but I'm not sure about the rest of Team Australia, actually. Okay. Well, here's here, I'll give you a hint. When we go over there and you meet Maria, the international director, don't give her Vegemite. 
and whatever you do, don't talk about spiders. It, it, oh, it's really? the one reason. Okay. Yeah, everyone wants to get Maria to come over to Australia Galaxy. She will not come to Australia because she is phobic of spiders. Really? Properly phobic. Like she had, I think, a grasshopper or something land on her leg and she just fainted, like complete face plant. So whatever you do, don't take, don't give her Vegemite and don't take over fake spiders. Otherwise, um, oh. you might be coming home very, very, like, early. <laughs> I'll just... Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. I, I'm sure Shikai knows this as well, because Shikai yeah. should know about, know this about Maria. Um, just before we move to the clothes, I mean, you probably don't have much of a life outside of pageants and school at the moment, but hobbies, things you like to do to de-stress, do you have any outside of worry what you're doing? Um, I do definitely. I love like just relax. Like sometimes I like to go out, but other with mm -hmm. my friends. But other times I just like to be at home in my lounge room watching Netflix. Just like love Netflix. Just like on mm -hmm. on weather days like this, just like rainy days, yeah. just sitting and just taking that like time to myself to just relax and take care of my body. But um, hobbies would definitely be that. I love listening to music. Um, mm -hmm. I like reading as well. I do have a couple books um, that I read um, and just spending time with my family and my friends as well on like the days that I don't have too much going on. Probably not many days. Um, we have a, obviously a very long flight ahead of us. Give me your Netflix recommendations and give me your book recommendations. Ooh, okay. Netflix. Um... Harry Potter, 100% the Harry Potter movies. I'm a okay. Harry Potter fanatic. I love Harry Potter. So that's definitely movies that I will be watching on the plane. Um, some good TV shows, um, Dynasty. I just f completed the full um, season four of that. That's a really good show. Wow. Okay. Um, I haven't watched Stranger Things. I'm thinking about starting that. Mm -hmm. I've heard that it's good. Um, and then book re recommendations. Um, I'm currently reading the after books, which are really good. And also, is that, like a, is that a fiction? That's a fiction series. I'm going to assume. Uh, yeah, it's because yeah. um, there's movies that are made from from the okay. books. Um, but yeah, and then I've also read the Curious um, Incident and the Dog in the Nighttime, which is a really good book as well. Hmm. Okay. Favourite Harry Potter movie? Ooh, um, probably the last one. I forgot what it's called, but that's probably my favourite one. The seven, seven and a half, I think it is. Yeah. What about favourite Harry Potter character? Oh, Hermione. I love Hermione. And favourite Harry Potter spell? Ooh. Testing your knowledge here. You could say anything, are, by the way. I don't you, really you, know. You are <laughs> testing my knowledge. Um, ooh, didn't think of that one. I know Expelliarmus. That's your, and I know that yeah, there's a killing spell. Is it what Avada Kedavra or something? There's, there's the killing the one spell. About, um, turning on a light switch. I don't. I don't know what that one is, but Lumos. Lumos, that, 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 one, Lumos. that one works with iPhones. Did you know that? If you talk to Siri yeah. and you say Lumos, it turns a torch on. Does it really? 
Yeah, it's a little, it's like a little, I actually have to be careful because I have my iPhone right there and I don't want it to start turning the torch on. But apparently there's a little like Easter egg. If you say Lumos to to Siri, she'll turn your um, torch on, which is kind of cool. Oh, wow. Didn't know uh, that. You got something to give it, give a try after we hop off. <laughs> All right. Um, now, dad here has said, well done, Maddie. And speaking of parents, friends and families, Maddie, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? for supporting you along your journey, pageant, dance, and otherwise? Uh, definitely my parents, because they have supported me all the way through my dance, my everything performing arts, and they have been very supportive in making sure that um, my preparations are going really well. So definitely a massive shout out to my mum and my dad as well. Um, to my other family members who have donated to my charity, um, and just my friends um, for definitely supporting me, as well as Team Australia. I'm so excited to travel with them internationally. And um, a massive shout out to our Australia Galaxy Pageants Director, Shakai, for everything that she's done, because without her, nothing would be possible. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. And anyone else that she's forgotten, she apologizes in advance. Let's get to these final 10 questions, just random questions, nothing to do with pageantry. Number one, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Mm. Oh. Um. These questions have been stumping everyone. I don't know why. Usually it's yeah. okay, but... The second question is going to be, what's your least favorite word? So that's what we're leading off with. Question one, what okay. is your favorite word? Question two, what is your least favorite word? My favorite word would probably have to be queen, not like pageant related, but like I just say it like just randomly. I just say, go queen, you know, just randomly. So I say yes, that word a lot. Yeah, okay. or like slay, slay queen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> And what's your least favorite word? Um, that's a hard one, even though it's a simple question. How do you feel about moist? A lot of people say moist. Oh, moist. I don't really use that no. word. So mm, moist. Haven't heard that word in ages, actually. Probably because people hate using it. Look, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to it. So we've got your favorite word, queen. We'll come back to your least favorite word. If anything pops into your mind, let's move on to question three. In life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Ooh, um, definitely I would say what gets me excited is performing. Mm -hmm. That's performing gets me excited, but also just being around um, a good environment, like, um, being around like good company, my friends and my yeah. family definitely just get me excited a lot. Makes sense. And then question four, what turns you off? Ooh, um, I probably say the opposite, like negativity, like just because I feel like if you have a negative environment, then that definitely will affect you. So yeah, yeah. probably negativity question five what sound or noise do you love oh um oh uh, 
I love the sound of slime. Oh no. That, yeah, that was like that was a really big thing when I was like younger. But like I don't know, just like the sound of it is just really satisfying. Do you watch ASMR videos? No, not anymore. I used to when I was younger. <laughs> okay. All right. You're the second person to answer slime videos. That answer goes right up there with someone said Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't know if you've seen that, oh, but no, it's those weird upset. Well, that kind of looks like slime, Maddie. I mean, you know, when you pop it and what comes out, it looks exactly like slime. So, mm, no? No, no. No. <laughs> next question. Next question. Um, question six. What sound or noise do you hate? Popping pimples. That, like, Dr. No. I don't like that. Man, must be squashing really big pimples if they make a sound when they pop. <laughs> like, what was that sound? Nothing. I was just popping my blackheads. Question seven. If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? I'd pick flying. I'd love to have the superpower of flying. I just think you'd just like get around so much quicker and easier. There's like no traffic. Like if you leave like five minutes before you meant to be somewhere, you'd probably get there like right on time. Come in really handy also being an Australian, I got to say. You wouldn't have to do exactly. 24 or 48 hour with flights. Be a lot cheaper as well. Yeah. Okay. Question eight. Now, it's a bit different because you're just finishing high school, but I'll just give you the normal question, which is question eight. What job or occupation other than your own would you most like to attempt? Um, probably maybe a, a physiotherapist um, for like dancers yeah. and like sport. I think that would be good as well. Yeah. Okay. And question nine, what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Ooh. Probably an office job. I just, I just, because me being so creative, I just don't mm. think that like an office job would suit me. How, how would you feel about being an accountant? Oh, no. I, I, no. it's an office job and it's math i mean exactly. that must be perfect so, for you right it doesn't really mix with maddie being so creative and then like the accountant and like math and no not 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 a good job for me fair enough all right before we get to the final question have you thought of your least favorite word or are we going to settle on pimple um my least favorite word Maybe, no, I think I might settle on moist. I might settle on that. I think <laughs> it's funny that you've another one. Not, not, not heard that word for a long time. I, no, I think I for the next, I have a challenge for you for the next week. You have to get the word moist into your answer to every question at least once. Okay, I will try that and I will get back to you on that. <laughs> I won't make you do it at International Galaxy Pageant because I think Shikai would kill me. It's like, what do you think the most important problem facing young people today is? Well, I think they're trying to get the word moist into every answer. Moist. Anyway, well, I mean, you're creative. 
it might work really well for you. We'll see. Um, but you didn't hear it from me. I didn't suggest it. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? That he's proud of me with like everything that I've achieved, not just like me being like successful and like pageant, like the pageant world and everything, but just that he's proud of me of like how I've gone about situations and how I've dealt with certain situations and just um, taking care of everyone. So I'd love, yeah, I'd love to hear him say that he's proud of me. Very nice. Okay. Well, Maddie, that's about it. Thank you so much for making time in your schedule and coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's been a blast. As I said, I'll keep you on the line for just a second uh, whilst I hang out with the audience. But thanks to everyone for watching, whether it's live or on the replay. And we will speak to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women, and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to thepageantsorority.com. I'll see you there, and see you in the next video.